Is it on? Welcome to the Shant Show with your hosts, Curtis, Josh, Mario, and Jordan. Alright everybody, welcome into a special edition of the Shant Show. Um, we don't do these very often, but we're probably going to mix them in more often than uh, than we used to. This is a little bit of a Sunbelt weekend preview. This this weekend, um, there's only one Sunbelt v. Sunbelt game, but uh, it's a really good one. But the rest of the conference is playing a lot of good teams, and there's a lot of good action around the Sunbelt. So if you're a fan of another team or you're just tuning in for the first time, um, welcome in if you are a fan of the Sunbelt and just looking to, uh, to get a brief little, uh, you know, excerpt into what's going to happen on Saturday. Uh, this will be the show for you. So. Kicks off at noon, uh, Georgia Southern at Wisconsin, um, Wake Forest at Old Dominion, and that's the only noon games um, for the Sun Belt. But two Power Five schools playing against Sun Belt schools, um, top of the line Power Five schools too. At least in recent history, Wake Forest has been. Um, Wisconsin's been been a, a power in the pig. Excuse me, a power in the Big Ten West for a long time. Do you see uh, an upset in any of those first two games, Josh? The one that I'm actually looking at is is Georgia Southern has looked really good, and they've looked to have a really potent offense. They dismantled UAB last weekend in a game where, where UAB got them last year, and that really pissed off some Georgia Southern fans. Georgia Southern looks pretty good. I mean, they have that same gun passing attack that we've seen. So I, I'm keeping my eye on that one. And then Old Dominion's not a good football team, but – it is notable that they're playing at home against Wake Forest. So that's a big opportunity for them. The line's only at 14 points, and they're expecting it to be high scoring. So I don't think Old Dominion pulls it off, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's close just because, as we all know, Old Dominion is very capable, especially at home, of upsetting ACC teams. Granted, it's mostly been Virginia Tech, but it's it's notable that they're playing at home. But, yeah, I'm really looking at Georgia Southern. Yeah, Old Dominion has a has a propensity to schedule these Power Five teams at home. I don't know how they do that. Matt Hogue needs to figure out how Old Dominion convinces people uh, and teams like this to go to to Norfolk, Virginia. Like that's insane to me that they're willing to go to to that place and not like Myrtle Beach. Like why can't why can't you convince Oklahoma to, to come to Conway every every once Norfolk. every ten years? Myrtle Beach is a lot nicer than Norfolk. Yeah, Just honestly, that- honestly. So then the schedule rolls on into the uh, afternoon. You've got Appalachian State playing host to East Carolina. You have UL Monroe um, playing at Texas A&M. Southern Miss welcomes in Tulane. And then you you have a game that that I'm going to move into the the afternoon that um, is going to be very entertaining, but for the wrong reasons. Uh, Georgia State versus Charlotte. Jordan, do you have any uh, do you have any thoughts on those games? Does, does anybody pull off the upset? Um, how how much does Appalachian State beat East Carolina by? What what are you looking at from that afternoon block of games? I can tell you right now, if you're a Charlotte fan, get ready to see your team put up a lot of points because Georgia State and the defensive coordinator that is Chad Staggs cannot coach worth a flip. So I'm telling you right now. Charlotte fans better be very excited to see how potent their offense is for one week 
because they're going to put up a lot of points against Georgia State. I, I hate to say it, but, you know, App State, you know, I got to give them credit because they've looked – they looked pretty good last week against North Carolina, almost pulled up the upset in uh, Chapel Hill. I can actually see them beating East Carolina. You know, East Carolina didn't play well last week. Um, and App State just seems to be rolling a little bit so from that loss. But I think that they, they can actually pull off that upset. Southern Miss, um, I think they can actually have an upset as well. You know, Tulane lost last week to Ole Miss at home. And um, I think that they have an opportunity to take care of a Tulane team that's feeling a little bit disoriented right now. Uh, we don't know if their starting quarterback for Tulane will play this week. But he was out last week. And if Southern Miss wants to pull off an upset, if he does not play this week coming up, I think that that's another team that you can look for to be another upset. I don't see Louisiana Monroe beating Texas A&M. Louisiana Monroe is a team that has yet to progress in the Sun Belt, but they will uh, put up some points on the board, but I don't see them coming out of College Station with a W. But be on the lookout for App State and Southern Miss, and I, I actually think Charlotte has a chance to beat Georgia State too. So just be on the lookout for those three teams. Yeah, um, it's really that App State, they freaking figured out that their backup is a lot better than – whoever that kid was, Berger or whatever, because he's thrown 450 yards, six touchdowns, and one interception. So I'm, I'm hoping to see some flaws in App State this weekend. I'm looking at that. And then Tulane at Southern Miss, battle for the bell. These guys hate each other. And regardless of how good Tulane is, Southern Miss is always going to give them hell. And like you said, they beat them last year. They always get up for that game. So that's one of like the most bitter group of five rivalries that exists. So definitely tune into that one. All right, we move into the evening slate of games. Obviously, Coastal Carolina is hosting Duquesne. South Alabama is at Oklahoma State. Uh, Louisiana is at UAB. Arkansas State is playing host to Sunny uh, Stony Brook, excuse me. And Texas State is hosting Jackson State. We'll save the uh, the Sun Belt v Sun Belt matchup. Josh, that's a lot of. A lot of teams playing a lot of, of different ways in a lot of different places. You've got some Power 5, you've got some FCS teams. Is there anything really interesting from that slate of games outside of, you know, we care about Coastal Carolina, so we'll be watching that one. Is there is there a game in that that section that you uh, will have on the second screen? Yeah, it, you, Louisiana and UAB doesn't interest me that much. It should be close, but I'm not really concerned with that game. The game I'm I'm looking at is... South Alabama at Oklahoma State. South Alabama already got their chance to really be put on the national map against Tulane, and they fell short. They didn't play well at all, but they're going to Oklahoma State, and they're only seven-point underdogs on the road. So that tells me that Vegas thinks it's going to be pretty close. And I think that South Alabama has a real chance to put on for the Sun Belt, a real chance to win that game, and that's the one that I'm really looking at. That's one of my favorite games of the week, I think, Carter Bradley, he has not played well to start the season. This is his chance. This is their chance to get right. If anything, this is a buy low moment for South Alabama because if they win this game, they're going to have all the momentum going into conference play. And then, yeah, we'll talk about it, but I'm super excited for the Sun Belt v. Sun Belt on NFL Network. Yeah, and the uh, the Sickos game of the week is that uh, Stony Brook versus uh, Arkansas State. Uh, Arkansas State might lose that game. Arkansas State is terrible. Uh, they might lose to an FCS team that's also terrible. 
So if you really love college football and you really hate yourself, tune into that game. Um, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll move to the the marquee matchup in the Sun Belt this weekend. James Madison at Troy. Uh, like you said, it's on the NFL Network. Uh, Seven o'clock kickoff. This is a chance for the Sun Belt to show up and show out on a national cable package. Um, and two of the, really the top teams in the conference. Jordan, do you think that this game has the potential to be a deciding factor for uh, for Troy and whether they get to the Sun Belt Championship game? Absolutely, without question, because we all know that Troy um, is very capable of making it on their side of the ball, on their side of the conference, um, the division. But I think that, um, you know, James Madison's coming into this game also looking to show Troy that we are one of the premier teams in the East of the Sun Belt. So I think that this might be one of the best marquee games of the Sun Belt this year um, outside of us playing App State and eventually us playing James Madison as well. But this will be an interesting matchup. And I, I think that this could set the tone for an early season marquee matchup. But I think that both teams definitely need to go into this game and they need to go and try to win this game. One of them, whoever wins this game is going to have the upper hand starting out the season. But this could decide who makes it to the Sun Belt Championship early on in the season. And Troy, we all know they won last year. James Madison, technically they can't go. They can go, but they can't participate in postseason play this year. So this would really just be a tune-up game for them going into next season uh, when they are eligible. But I think that, hey, if they win this game against Troy, this would be momentum building for them going into the rest of the season but this will be a game and if you don't have the nfl network you better try to find it uh in one of your cable packages or try to stream it because this is going to be a good game you don't want to miss it yeah i 100 percent agree and and even though james madison is still still dealing with that stupid postseason ban um this is their chance to establish themselves as hey we belong in the Sun Belt. not that they didn't do that last season i mean they were ranked in the ap top 25 at one point they were really good they technically should have won the east but like this is their chance to say, hey, listen, this is the preseason favorite for the West. And we're going to their place and we're going to beat them. And if they can do that, I think my worst fears come come true and that James Madison is the true driver of the Sunbelt East for a long time to come. And I know that's going to come as a shock to App State fans and, and it's not going to be what they want to hear. And Coastal Carolina fans are not going to be excited about that, but James Madison is is a really good program on the rise and has been for a long time. And if they continue that rise in the Sun Belt, it wouldn't surprise me at all if, if they're the top dog where Coastal Carolina is, is used to being in that conversation with App State and has been for a, for a little while now. We'll go around the room real quick. We'll go game by game and just a quick one-hitter predictions. We'll start with, with uh, Georgia Southern and Wisconsin. Gentlemen, who's your prediction for that game? So I'll go ahead and I think there's a good way to do this. I think we could pick the spread. I think that could be fun because I don't think George Summers going to win this game, but I think they're going to cover the, the 20. I just think that's too much. Uh, For me, you guys are probably going to be shot by this, but I'm going, I'm going with Gatta. I think, I think that they're going to go into Madison, Wisconsin and get this win. Um, I'm going to say 31, 26. I think that they'll go in and, uh, they'll get a late defensive stop and they'll pull out the win. So I'm going to say Gata for once in my life. 
Yeah, I think I'm with Josh. I think Georgia State covers, but I don't think they win. I, I think this is a Wisconsin victory, but by less Jordan than just gave out a plus 700 money line winner on the pot. Good God. All right, next game on the docket, Wake Forest at Old Dominion. Jordan, your prediction? You said Wake Forest, Old Dominion? Yeah, Wake Forest, Old Dominion. Wake Forest comes in as a 14-point favorite. Ooh, take the over. I'm going to say Wake Forest. They do. I'm I'm going to say Wake Forest for this one. Um, Man, I don't I, – I saw highlights last week, but, man, Wake Forest doesn't look as good without Sam Hartman. I'm going to say 36-17. I'll say I'll say that Wake Forest will get this win for sure. I'll go I'll go Wake Forest to cover. Yeah, your score may have them covering. I think that line is too low. Even being at Old Dominion, they don't look very good. And and Wake Forest is going to take care of business to get to three and up. Yep, that makes it a three for three around the room. I think Wake Forest wins and covers. All right, East Carolina at App State. App State is an eight and a half point favorite. Josh, do the Pirates cover, uh, or does App State take care of business? From everything I saw last week, especially with them going toe-to-toe with UNC, ever since they put that Aguilar kid in, they've looked like a different team. So I actually think App State covers 8.5 pretty easily. East Carolina has not looked good. Give me App State minus 8.5. As much as I hate to see what they're doing right now, they look pretty scary with Aguilar quarterback. And you already know Noel is a dog. Yeah, I I, I agree with Josh. I think that ever since they put – this new guy in at quarterback, they've looked completely different team. And Noel's been running like crazy for App State. Um, and their receivers have been catching some good balls as well, too. I hate to say it. I hate to admit it. I hate both of these teams uh, with a passion. I hope that we could make a tie, but you can't tie in college football. So um, I'm saying the same thing Josh is, unfortunately. I think App does get the win. Yeah, three for three again. I think App State wins and covers. I don't think East Carolina is any good at all. And I think that eight and a half point line is disrespectful to the growth that we've seen um, from this App State team from week one to now. Next on the docket, UL Monroe at Texas A&M. Texas A&M, 36 and a half point favorites. I'm honestly surprised that they offered a line in this game, but that's your line. Uh, Any chance UL Monroe pulls off a miracle here? I don't think they win. But I actually think that they cover. They beat Army. They beat Lamar, which obviously Lamar is not a big game. But Texas A&M, I think 36 and a half is slightly too many points. I think that they cover by like maybe one or two points. So give me the cover. It's too many points. You on Monroe will have maybe some decency, but there's a 0% chance they win. But I like the cover. To quote one of my favorite college game day um, hosts, not so fast. Not so fast, Josh. Not this time. No, sir. I'm going to take the over this time. Texas A&M has looked really good. They looked good last week. I'm going to take the over on this one. And I think Texas A&M is going to put up a lot of points on UL Monroe. They haven't looked. UL Monroe just isn't there yet. And I think they're they're getting there, but slowly but surely, but not this week. Give me uh, the over for Texas A&M. Yeah, I think Texas A&M's offense looked really good against Miami. They did lose that game, but their offense looked good. Um I think that they cover the 36 and a half and I think that they win pretty easily on this one. Uh, Tulane at Southern Miss Tulane 13 point favorites. Jordan, who do you got? Surprisingly, give me Southern Miss because here's the thing. Tulane didn't look good last week against Ole Miss. And yes, okay. They're at SEC school. 
But they were at home, and they had all the opportunities in the world to win that game. And it, and it got away from them late in the game. So I say Southern Miss needs a key marquee win. I hate that Tulane's not ranked at the moment, but this would be a huge momentum-building win for for Southern Miss. And I'm going to take them. I think that they're going to have a good enough uh, game all, all game long. I think they'll get this win, and this will be momentum-building for them. So I don't, I don't think they get the win, but I think it's close. I think Pratt is scheduled to play again this week, but thirteen points in a game where where Tulane lost this game last year at their own place. Like I said, this is they call it the battle for the bell. It's a huge rivalry. These schools hate each other. Like regardless of of how good Coastal and App State were, if you saw a thirteen point line, you would you would raise your eyebrows. So I think Southern Miss covers thirteen. I don't think they win, but but I think it's close in the fourth quarter. And and I like the cover. That's too many points for such a bitter rivalry game. And if Pratt's not hundred percent healthy, Frank Gore Jr. can they can control this game script and keep it close if they really need to. Yeah, I think you and I are in the exact same vein of thought there, Josh, where I think Pratt's not 100%. I think 13 points is too much in a, in a rivalry game, and I think that Southern Miss covers, but I don't have them winning the game. I think it's like a, a three-point victory for Tulane. They maybe kick a field goal to win it or, or something like that. I think the Tulane is just a little bit too talented for Southern Miss right now. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think it's very close. All right, Sicko's game of the week, Georgia State at Charlotte. Um, Georgia State a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Does Chad Staggs keep them in this game at all, or does uh, Charlotte pull off the upset? I'm going to go – I like Charlotte on the money line. Fuck it. This is the game where I'll pick the upset. Charlotte didn't look terrible last week against Maryland. And if you look at the rest of Charlotte's schedule, they're not in Conference USA anymore. They're in the American, and that schedule looks a lot tougher than what they're used to. They're scheduling good teams in the non-conference, and and Georgia State's one of the easier opponents on their schedule for the rest of the season. So I think that they they know that, and they want to get to two wins if they want any chance of going to a bowl game. Seven and a half points is, is like, I love that spot and the fact that they can still lose by a touchdown at home to a Chad Staggs-led defense. So I love the cover. And yeah, you should sprinkle some on the money line because I honestly think they can pull this one off. They're not Two winning. And a half points over under two. Chad Sags might give that up himself. He gave up fifty points once last year and almost like three or four times, like we said. So, I'm I'm sorry to break the heart of Georgia State fans, but you're not coming out of Charlotte with a win this week. It's not going to happen. I mean, we've seen what Chad Stags can do. Um, and you guys barely beat Rhode Island. So you really think you're going to come out of Charlotte with a win? I don't see it happening. I think Charlotte's going to get this win. That's going to be a big win for those guys because they, they're they an uh, up-and-coming program that has been toe-to-toe with some FBS schools, and I think that they finally get it done and they get a win against uh, Georgia State. And Chad Staggs will be talked about all week long on Georgia State Radio uh, for his <laughs> – his bad play calling for the Panthers. Yeah, three for three again. I think Charlotte wins, and you know because they won, they obviously cover. I, I hit that 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 cover hard, um, and and again sprinkle in the money line as well. I, I think that they win, and I think seven and a half points is is an embarrassment to to the the bookie whoever came up with that. South Alabama at Oklahoma State. Who do you guys got? I like South Alabama to cover 
I don't think they win. I think they probably get a backdoor cover. Oklahoma State is just slightly too talented for them. I do think that when you watch the game, it'll kind of be like a – I think the talent gap is like us in like UCLA in terms of they all have the Power 5 line on both sides. I think it, you'll look and you'll be like, hey, it's actually not that different, but I just don't think that they'll have enough to pull it out. But I think it's close. I think there's a scenario where, yeah, maybe they can take the lead in the fourth quarter at some point like we almost did. And I think that they can cover. I think a push is is likely as well. Maybe it's tied and then they get the touchdown, the extra point. But I like the cover. I don't see them losing or getting blown out in any way. I don't think they win on the road. If this was at home, I, I probably would like them. But give me the cover. Yeah, I'm I'm with Josh. I don't I don't see South Alabama going in the uh, Boom Pickett Stadium and getting this win against Oklahoma State. That is a tough environment to play in. One of the one of the environments of the Big Twelve. Um, and I just see their fans going crazy. I don't think South Alabama will be ready for that environment. Um, they've underachieved a little bit this season to start the season out. And I just think Oklahoma State has been on a, on a roll of late. They've won two games. And um, I just think that they're going to they're gonna come into this game motivated. They're not going to take the, their foot on gas on uh, South Alabama. So I, just give me the, uh, give me the Cowboys in this one. I'm going against you guys. I'm picking the upset. I think South Alabama pulls this off. Um, Oklahoma State has played Central Arkansas and Arizona State this season and have not won by two touchdowns yet this year. Um, They're not a good team, and I think South Alabama is. And I think they just are spinning their tires a little bit at the moment. Um, I think this is the the momentum boost that they need to get to the Sunbelt title game, and I think they get it. I think that they, they upset Oklahoma State at Oklahoma State. Louisiana at UAB. Where are you guys at with this one? I, I love UAB to cover and win, obviously, in this scenario. I don't think you need to bet the money line because I think if they win, they'll win by three or more. UAB is coming off a tough game last week against Georgia Southern where they didn't look good. Georgia Southern got that game back in the series. Louisiana has not impressed me. They just they don't have the talent they once did. Their foundation for their program is still solid, and they'll still be okay, but – I think UAB is going to get it back. It's in Birmingham. Their quarterback's done for 700 yards this year, five touchdowns, one pick. He's a stud. I think UAB is going to win and cover and, and get back on track. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, Louisiana is not the same team anymore. You know, it's it's just not the same uh, Raging Cajuns anymore. So I think that UAB has looked good uh, to start the season out. They got new uniforms. You know, the program's starting to trend in the right direction and i think that they've been playing well as well so i think that they're going to come into this game and it's not going to be pretty for louisiana fans so give me uab to to get this win yeah i've got the same i've got uab winning and covering the two and a half all right i'll turn it to you guys uh real quick two word answers just give me the name of the school stony brook at arkansas state arc state no line on this game but arc state stony brook that would be the upset of the century, but I'm also Jordan, going I'm with, with Arkansas track of State. On a graphic, so just keep that in mind, and we're going to compare throughout the year. So, <laughs> But yeah, uh, I think Arkansas State takes this one. Uh, on to the next matchup, Jackson State at Texas State. And no line on this one, so again, just a two-word answer. Who's winning this game? Texas State. That's it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Texas State. 
I was going to say, they're not the fighting Deion Sanders anymore. Uh, this is definitely going to be a Texas State victory. All right, on to our marquee matchup of the week. James Madison at Troy. Troy enters this game as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Essentially, they're just getting the home field advantage boost. Um, 7 o'clock, NFL Network. Jordan, we'll come to you first. In the first marquee matchup of the season for the Sun Belt, who comes out as a victor? Man, a lot of respect for both of these programs. A lot of respect for Troy. A lot of respect for James Madison, especially last week, uh, getting that win on the road against Virginia. Um, this is tough, and I, I like both of these teams, but I'm going to have to go with James Madison on this one. James Madison has just showed out ever since last year. They've taken that momentum coming into last year and brought it into this year. Um, Troy, no disrespect to those guys. I think that they'll have a good season the rest of the way, but I think that James Madison will get this win in Troy. So I'm going to go against you. And, and just real quick to tell everybody what I'm going to do with this, I've kind of decided that every week I will post graphics of the three or four if Mario is able to make it picks. And I will do, like, if you had the money line, I'll look at and I'll keep track of all of that. $100 units, and, and we'll compare throughout the season. Should be fun. Even if we don't do an episode on the Sunbelt slate for the week, I'll still ask the guys for their picks. And I think this this will be fun to kind of track throughout the season and see who, who knows ball the best maybe. But I love Troy in this spot. Coming off, they didn't look very good against Kansas State. They got kicked in the mouth, and, and they're not going to like that. James Madison, I know that Jordan McLeod looked okay last week. He looked pretty good, actually. I'll put it that way. But that Virginia team is not a good football team. The only reason Virginia was even in that game was because it was so emotional, and they, they were starting a true freshman at quarterback, and they really should have beat James Madison. They were up by two scores with the ball in the fourth quarter. So, yes, props to James Madison to – getting the win and going into a hostile stop Scott stadium, but they brought 15,000 fans with them. They won't be in Birmingham this weekend or, or Troy, Alabama, Troy minus two and a half is too low. I love Troy to cover and win. I think they're way better than Virginia. I think they're going to just, they're still the class of the Sunbelt West. And, and I think they're going to show that this weekend, James Madison's almost there, but I don't think that they, I don't think they have a chance of beating. They have a chance, but, I love Troy in this spot, especially at two and a half. I'm right there with you. I, I think that Troy wins this game. I think that Troy is looking for a bounce back after getting pretty thoroughly kicked in the ass by Kansas State last week. Um, I think that this is Troy using a really quality opponent as their get-right game. Coastal Carolina is using a Duquesne team that sucks, but Troy is using a, a team in James Madison that could legitimately win the East if they weren't banned from postseason play. So I think that Troy wins, and I think that Troy covers. I don't think that they blow them out. I don't think that it's, you know, a 21-point game. So I think that they win, and they cover, and it's it's one of the games of the season, and it's super entertaining, and, and it's a real, you know, there there's a potential that this game, at the end of the season, people look at it and go, that should have been the Sun Belt Conference Championship game. So, so keep an eye out for that, but yeah, um, look for, look out for that graphic on Instagram and on Twitter from Josh and, uh, we'll keep track of that throughout the rest of the season. So, uh, thanks for tuning in as always. Sean's up. Fire Cliff Ellis. Ellis.